Podcast. Podcast time. Pod, 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 podcast. <laughs> it's a pod, 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 podcast. Pod, 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 podcast. Hey, everybody. This is Dan Ryan. Oh, hey, everybody. This is While I Talk with Will and Dan. I'm Will Newer. I'm Dan Ryan. Way to go. I had an excellent intro there. You did not. That was, was great. Michael Jackson. Yeah. Well, no, it was Will Newer. Oh. Inspired by Michael Jackson. Yeah, right. Episode number three of season two. We are getting to the important stuff now. Mm-hmm. We started a little early, but now it's now it's all pertinent information. Right. That I was like that was just more us being excited. Right. I mean, it was all good stuff. Yeah. But we were real excited, so we got we got we were on the ball. Yeah. We, well, we missed an entire... We promised people winter episodes, so we didn't do that, but that's fine. Episode three, it is uh, early April. Um, we're, it's raining a bunch right now. It's raining, man. Hallelujah. And you and I could not be more excited. I, you know what? You want to talk about... People think what you need for killing ice and snow is a bunch of rain or is a bunch of sun. And what it is is you need a, is you need days like this where it's fifty degrees and raining. Yeah. This is a snow and ice killer right here. Yeah, for sure. Soggy. Soggy. It's gonna be a mess for a while. But yeah. I we were talking about how like I don't even it's dreary today for sure. Like that's the best way to describe the day. And I love it. I feel like I have so many good memories tied to this <laughs> weather that I can't not just be excited about it. I was looking out the window and he's like Dan was like, Yeah. I bet we would just smash them in five <laughs> feet of water today, and we could catch them right over the side of the boat. Yeah, yeah. They wouldn't care. They'd they be so hungry. Ooh. It's yeah. calm out, too. Yeah. We'd be pitching like crazy. Pitching. And that's maybe my favorite, <gasps> where you're making like little accurate pitches, like yes. in the little pockets of fish. You, could, oh, you can picture, okay, there's a little, there's like a half a foot like drop, Yep. and there's Kara on both sides. Mm-hmm. But that's the spot. Right. There's no weeds right here. Right. And that's where you get bit. Yeah. And you're so time. confident about it. You're like, all right, either it's going to pick it up on the drop or worst case scenario, I'm going to have to jump it like three or four times. Wouldn't that be the worst? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> and it's not like, this wouldn't be a day where they're just like, hey, they wouldn't just pick it up. Mm-mm. This is crunch city, baby. Yeah. yeah. They're going to talk about they're getting the crunch wrap supreme every time. <laughs> crunch wrap supreme. Ooh, baby. Ooh, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about like how the season is progressing and um, what we're thinking for for like early open water because it's not too far away. To paraphrase, I would like to actually talk about how uh, I would like to talk about the progressions of like the spring. Okay. And then I would like to maybe. You know, forecast what may happen in the future. Okay, I guess we can go with that. Okay. Yeah. So, let me... I'm going to be the weather man right now. It's raining right now. We still have quite a bit of ice. People are still ice fishing like crazy. Um, How many inches do you think is out there? Probably around 20. 20 inches, I 20 think. 20 inches. And they're crummy inches. Yeah. The number of inches doesn't really have much to do with ice. It's I mean, a lot of the shoreline. Yeah. I think that's your biggest factor. Once the shoreline shrinks you know once you can't get like once it's away from the shoreline it can move right that's when you really start to oh baby we're gonna break up ice quick yeah um so we're looking i mean there's not gonna be ice for opener um and with if it keeps raining like this who knows who's gonna be right yeah 
Um, but that being said, like we're thinking about ice fishing today. It yeah. might be our last time going. I think it probably will be for... There's a lot to do in April. Gosh, everybody hates on April. I feel like there's a lot to do. You know, the worst part about April, is once we lose all the snow, you figure out how many dirt bags are out there throwing garbage in the ditch. The snow covers up a lot of garbage. <laughs> yeah. So, like, everything, like, your first snowfall, you're like, yeah, everything looks so clean. Right. And then April's here, and it's like, garbage. <laughs> That's what I don't like. But other than that, it's okay. Um, what were we talking about? Well, just <laughs> your idea, your idea of talking about how spring is progressing. Oh, yeah, and, it's, uh, it's progressing. It's coming along quite nicely. Yeah, this is, like, the first, no, like, quote, air quotes, normal spring we've had in quite some time. Yeah. You know, last year we got kind of hosed out of spring. Yep. We're going to have some really good spring crappie opportunities. Yeah. Um, the rainy river, you know, that opened up at its regular time. Um, and yeah, it, it's, there's a lot of spring events mm-hmm. to be the had. The birdies are coming back. All yeah. sorts of new birds. I bet we're going to hear a frog in the next week or so. Ooh, that'd be sick. Yep. I bet that's going to happen. It'd be really sick. And, uh... I bet we'll be in a boat, um, well, not Easter weekend, but that last weekend in April. Sounds like a lot of fun to me. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a lot of fun to me. Um, If you listened to the last episode, though, we were right on the eve of heading north for the Rainy River. Our whole spring open water trip got uh, rearranged, and it turned out pretty good. Like, I've been talking about it in hindsight. Man, it worked out really, really well compared to like the week prior to when we were supposed to go to Pool 4, how things were looking. They weren't looking very good. Yeah. And it turned out okay. Yeah, I called Dan at like the week. It was the same week, but it was like on a Monday or whatever. Before, or mo- Sunday or Monday before we left, we're, go- we're going to leave for this trip. I was like, man, I don't know if this is even going to be able to happen because of you know, the high water, and you're like, it's going to be fine regardless of the situation, or regardless of how it ends up, we're going to be okay. And, you know, of course, Dan was right. Um, We ended up, you know, we were able, well, Everts, which is the resort on Pool 4 that we were going to stay in, ended up, there was water in their cabins, so they, I mean, there was no, not really much issue for us to rearrange that. And, uh, so we made plans that, okay, we're going to go up to Rainy River and we're going to go regardless. I mean, I brought an, or I was going to bring an auger with just in case we had to ice fish the river. Um, but there was opportunity, regardless of what the situation was, we were having opportunities to go out and fish, whether it be ice fishing the river or going out on the, on the open water on the river. For walleyes. Being, yeah, right. For, for walleyes, walleyes. And being able to catch some fish. Right. Which was... Like, in my eyes, the most important part of the trip is I wanted to catch walleyes. Yeah. And we ended up having a really good trip. Yeah, super good. Not, like, definitely didn't hit the peak. There, People are in the peak This right is the now. peak. Right. But it worked out pretty well. Caught, caught lots of fish. Had pretty solid, pretty nice weather, all things considered. Um, we watched Nice some... weather. Let's say, let's talk about nice weather. Nice weather for the trip that we had was 36 degrees <laughs> yeah. maybe yeah. and wind constantly but yeah. we didn't but it didn't rain on us if it was if there was water coming down it was snow yeah 
Yeah. Which is, that was the real kind of savior. It yeah. snowed every day we were there. I do want to compliment, like, every person I interacted with up on that river was super pleasant and understanding of, like, the... Because it can be a cluster up there. And I've had experiences up there where people are pretty, like, grouchy, which doesn't do any good, you right. know? And, like, especially the first morning... It was like 14 degrees or when, something when we were launching. There were the bunk trailers on those fiberglass boats. Yep. Were fr- they were froze down yeah. if they were there the day before. Boats were frozen to their trailers. Lots of battery issues. Um, icy issues. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a mess. And everybody was on the same page. Like, okay, what can we do to help each other out? Like, I, that made the whole trip, like, it. I felt like it started on a good note because of that. And I wondered a little bit if it wasn't because it was catch and release only, you know, folks aren't out there like competing for their keepers or anything. Right. Everybody was having a good time, willing to help each other out. And I, I like that, especially for that first trip out, you know. Right. And all in all, I mean, as far as it, as far as the fishing goes, we had a pretty poor first day, but it was windy. And I almost think that we made the right decision by going the wrong direction. Like we went... We went to the east out of Birchdale, mm-hmm. thinking that we needed to get away from the crowd, and it was way calmer. We did like enjoy ourselves a lot more up there. Yeah, but there was a lot less fish. There was yeah. no fish, or pe- there was nobody fishing, but it was a lot more pleasant as far as the wind goes. Yeah, which... and that day one for us was for sure like a let's get our feet under us a little bit, make mm-hmm. sure everything's working, and hopefully catch some fish, and that's what we did. Day two was a lot better. Day two was great. Nice, nicer weather. Calmer. Yep. We had a good time. Lots of fish. No monsters. I think we had a half dozen over 25 probably. Yep. And uh, nothing over 30, which those, like right now people... Are like banging my, my whole feed is full of people catching banging. fish over 30. But Dan's being modest. He did catch a real nice one. He caught one that was 27 and 15, 16. Yeah. And then, uh, I don't know, we, we got a 27 and a half in our boat. And yeah, Mark caught a 27 and a half, a couple 26 and a half, a couple more over 25. A lot of fish fun. in that 22-inch range. Yeah. A lot of fish in that 18 to 20-inch range. Right. We, I mean, we we had fish in the boat a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually... You know, I went up there with a bunch of bunch of rainbows that I'd found, and I, I mean, I used that first day we used a lot of minnows, but I mean, it was after day one. I don't think I put a minnow on. Yeah, that's um, for sure a plastics thing. Right. It yeah, was I a lot. Our... Of, it was a dragging thing more than a. If it would have been a vertical presentation, yeah, where you're slipping the drift. Yeah, yeah. that would then it would have been a minnow bite, but I think that water was cool enough where. It was cold when we were up there. That like, the weather or the water. Yeah, yeah, we had thirty-two degree water, thirty-three degree water. It yeah. Seemed like every day. Yeah. Dragon jigs upriver. Right. And slow. And, and Mark was catching fish, dragging a three-way. Right. I know. Uh, I heard from a few other guys who did well pulling cranks upriver, but that's mostly what the story was for us, and seems like the story for most people was just pulling. Mm-hmm. And you didn't want to move your jig much. You just want to let that plastic, you know. I know you guys were using a lot of the pulsars, and um, we ended up doing our best. Well, I did my, I did most of the pulling of the plastics. I did, 
I did my best with a power bait ripple shad. Mm. It just seemed to have a better wobble in my eyes than what I what else I had. I had a couple pulsars that were not white. Um, and white was the color for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I had a that that ripple shad had a real good action to it, and I don't know, caught some fish. Yeah. And we're yeah, great time. I'd encourage folks to to do it. Sportsman's Lodge, they're gonna get a free little pitch here like they were great that's fantastic oh, i mean you're you're a drive away from birchdale for sure but affordable place to stay they've got a restaurant and bar right there food fantastic nice rooms super affordable i mean i will for sure do that again yes nice that was a nice thing to figure out like a good place to stay in uh in great staff mm-hmm. yep we went up there and it was mardi gras was <laughs> that was a little out of hand, but I mean that was pretty fun though. Yeah. Luckily, we'd been up since three three fifteen, yeah. so we were pretty tired by bed. the time Mardi Gras started. Early so. to bed for a bachelor party is probably a good idea, especially during the Mardi Gras. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it could have got out of hand pretty quickly, but uh, all in all, a really good trip. Uh, our boat caught four sturgeon. I don't know if you guys hooked up on it. We never. (laughs) I fished with George Wells, who, as soon as we set our baits, was like, this is boring. What are we doing? (laughs) 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 Which is so funny because, like, walleye fishing is not, like, the extreme of, like, activity, right? But that's his wheelhouse. He wants to be fishing walleyes. So we did it for a little bit and then got back to fishing walleyes. Which was a good decision. Really good decision. But, yeah. I don't know. I'd give it a I'd give it a solid seven. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, but anyway, break time. Uh, I think we need to take a break. We better take a break. Okay, let's take a break. And we're back. Oh, oh I didn't oh, see. Hey, you. hey, Will. I didn't see you there. How are you? How long have you been there? <laughs> you didn't see what happened just a little bit ago, did you? I did not. All right, let's good. move on those quickly. Boogers, those boogers just fell out of my nose. <laughs> We've got a listener question for the week. So uh, a guy, uh, a, a real regular listener, Corey Johnson, uh, good guy, had the opportunity to fish with him. Really, a f- he hangs out with a real fun group. Um, he asked if, uh, if we could talk about, uh, if can you talk a bit on what exact line you recommend for crappie fishing and walleye fishing? And maybe some early spring crappie tactics, lures slash lures to target schools of crappies. Gotcha. Like that's something we can we can probably tar- we can probably do. Yeah, that's a pretty good like timely question, especially because we're gonna have a couple weeks of crappie fishing before walleye season gets underway. And the one distinction I want to make is like if you have the ability to have crappie specific gear and like can um, justify that then there's something different you can do for myself i use a lot of my walleye gear for for my crappie gear the lightest walleye gear that you have for these crap works just fine in my opinion maybe it doesn't work perfectly but i'm also not primarily a crappie Crappie. guy yeah so i use my monofilament jigging rods for for crappie fishing so my typical Six nines, medium yep. lights. Yep. Mm-hmm. Six nine, Fenwick's, um, medium lights. I use all Elite Techs right now, but any of the Fenwick line I think is great. And then I put six pound monofilament on there. 
and that is plenty good in my opinion. Now, right. if I was going to just design a crappie rod, it probably would be four-pound mono. I do still think you want monofilament. For sure, you want monofilament. Two, two, it, uh, it all depends. So in the springtime, for sure, I think you want that because you're casting corks. You're dealing with brush. But if you're... You know, if if you're dealing with in clear water, maybe dealing with some skittish crappies, and you have a species specific rod with these crappies, I think that um, you I think what you would probably like if I'm if I'm building a dream crappie rig, like I have one crappie rod, this is what it is. It'd probably be a seven foot light rod with a I don't know, probably a. 20, uh, probably a size 25 Fluger President, and I would string that with uh, Berkeley Nanofill. Mm. Just because then you're going to have the ability to cast hair jigs a long ways when you're not corking. Okay. Fair enough. Now, it'd be different if, like, if you're only going to do it for two weeks in the spring. It's a different story. Yeah. Um, but if you're, like, if I'm heavy in the crappies right that's like your thing that's what i would maybe look at it i would do that Dude, and then i how tie does up. the stretch compare though there's zero stretch it's a it's a it's a weak braid i think you definitely want stretch with crappies. you want stretch if you've got a heavier rod if you okay. have a medium light rod you need that stretch but if i have a light action rod or an ultralight mm -hmm. you don't want any stretch because your rod's doing the stretch for you sure but then you're also sacrificing casting like accuracy once you get whippy with your tip like, you're going to lose a lot with your casting accuracy. You're absolutely right. But a lot, I mean, and sometimes that matters. If you're casting beaver beaver huts, you know, that's going to matter. But Are around pads and stuff? Kind of. More matter, like, if you're dealing with a line of pads, distance is going to matter more than I think your accuracy because you're not dealing with pockets. You're not, you're not dealing with, okay, you've got a, two foot you're not fishing bass where you need to be like in the pocket those crappies are gonna run that whole edge a lot of times i would think mm. maybe i'm wrong you can call me wrong i, I just want to argue with you know that's fine i'm in an argumentative mood good so like spawning season they are for sure in the patchy pads they're not dealing with a line of pads you're dealing with like little little pockets and they're probably there's a, a fish on a bed in there you know i deal with crappies so little during the actual don't spawn. backpedal i won't but I, I will say... I agree. I don't <laughs> when I the did about really two or three <laughs> times that I've actually fished crappie beds, I deal with docks. And it doesn't matter at all. Okay. That's just what I'm going to say. That's yeah. how I'm going to say it. And a lot of times you're not corking them. You're just trying to drag that hair jig through them. Right. What we can agree upon is you need some give somewhere because you're going to tear it out of them a lot right. if you don't. Right. And uh, one way or another, you got to get some, some give going. And then the early season, like... I know a lot of people, they want to be aggressive, like using a, a jig and a plastic or something to search, it's, but they are so spooky that time of year. Yeah. In my experience, like you can search out where they're at and then more than anything, you need a, you need a float and you need to let that float sit for a little bit. Right. Oh, so a lot of times what we've ended up doing is we'll like kind of drive around and kind of wait till we'll drive around till we wake them. Mm-hmm waking meaning like they're going to be high in the water column you spook them with the boat and then you leave for like a half hour and go screw around do something else you come back you throw the anchor 
and then you cast on to where they waked. Yeah. And not very often do crappies really disappoint. You know, that a lot of times they'll be back, and you may not hammer on them, but there's life there. Right. And you'll you'll get bit a bunch. And yeah. I also feel like if you get too, uh, too aggressive, you're going to spend a lot of your time catching bass. Yep. Which is fine you know like that time of year like it's pretty fun rod is bent baby but if you're gonna pitch a plastic on a little jig or something you're gonna spend a lot of time catching bass right whereas if you have a very like uh specific plan for okay i know there are crappies here they're gonna be here again i'm gonna get a float with a with a minnow in there it is be nice and quiet you're gonna catch crappies. it is so hard to beat a minnow in that first two weeks Mm -hmm. of season because the minnow does all the work for you that's what they want. The thing about crappies is they want consistent. They don't want huge rises and falls, mm-hmm. especially that time of year where like a bass will just come up and chow on it. Right. You want it to be level, consistent, and smooth. Mm-hmm. So like even your drags, you're not doing like the pulses of threes. You're doing more of a long, slow drag mm-hmm. to get it moved out of you're that trying area. Trying to s- swim your jig through there if you're gonna if you're gonna do that. Slow, smooth, consistent. Mm-hmm. Right. You have to remember that they're like they're maybe staging for spawning, but they're not up there. They're essentially up there to warm up. That's why they're on the north side on a dark bottom. They're there to get warm and feed it, feed when they can. Right. They're on spring break, baby. Yeah. They're laying on the beach. I mean, they feel probably the same way we do when we're in those North Bays in, in April. Like, thank oh, goodness. Yeah. Baby, let's oh, go get some It feels fish. so good out here. And they're more eating out of... I, I feel like they're more eating out of opportunity to not miss a meal. Right. Than to optimize or to be op, opportunistic on a... It's like the definition of neutral fish, mm-hmm. in my opinion, where we can observe them. Like, these fish will eat, but they also don't really need to. They right. can leave it or take it. Like, uh, yeah. That's a great, and you can learn a lot from watching them, too, because right. fish behavior will carry to different species. And if you keep in mind what those fish look like and how they react during that, for sure, neutral time, right? that'll help you... Put the picture together in your head for neutral walleyes or or whatever species. And that are. being said about those fish, like just because they're not biting in that specific area, doesn't mean you can't travel around. Like let's say that's the one bay you hit. Like you've got one bay that you always go to tried and true. Let's just say that they don't bite there. That doesn't mean you can't go to someplace else and have different conditions and have better results. Right. Yeah. You know, and the same body of water because you're gonna have areas. Where you're going to have a, like a 12 degree difference in water temperature. Where those fish are going to be in different staging areas. Yep. Um, so let's say that you're, you know, in the, this year you're going to be in like the first week of May compared to the last week in April. Let's say they're not biting in the place that you caught them the week before. You can go to a different area that has a similar background. The, the template is the same. Yes. Yeah. But has a little bit cooler temperatures and have the same results. Right. Like you can copy and kind of paste that to a point, I guess. Sure. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yep. I also, I often go with like a bear hook and I also don't worry about my cork standing upright. Like I, sometimes I prefer to have my, my float laying flat on the water specifically because often you're dealing with such shallow water that they will pick it up and they're going to move 
they're going to move laterally. They're not, your bobber's not going to go down even if it was standing up. They just pick it up and they swim a direction. Interesting. So uh, I, sometimes I feel like it's easier and better to have your float laying flat on the water, not worrying about having it balanced. Because there's just more moving. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I could buy that. Oh, man. It's, those are some of my... I like that a lot. I like it a lot, too. I did it last year. Usually, I don't pound on the spring crappies, but I went and I caught, like, a bazillion one day because I was just sick of not being in a boat. Yeah, yeah. Usually, I mean, the setting is perfect. Lots of wildlife. Weather's nice. Does seem to be pretty weather dependent. Right. Pretty hard to catch them on a, on a bad weather day. If it's sunny, you got it. Even if it's sunny and 40, it seems like it yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, it's, it is just a good time. But be, please keep in mind... Like, we're not inviting you to go out there and just brutally beat up on these fish. We want you to go out there, you know, because these fish, they have a pretty important job to do in the next month, right? Yeah. So don't go out there and just keep every 13-incher you catch, you know, be selective about it, you know, because they're very vulnerable, you know. There's a lot of days you could catch 100 of them if you wanted to, but keep the 10-inchers that are not females. Uh, it'll do a lot of good in the long run and don't be like yeah the guy next to me is keeping all 12 inches well that guy's not doing his job for you know this fishery mm-hmm. you know you but do your best to talk to him you know there's no help in some people but there's a lot of times where you're like hey you know this is this is as easy as it gets yeah try and help the species right you know? Even even the early like the first couple days you're out if you're gonna try most of the time they're giving themselves away if they're males or females with their color a little right. bit and then you can always default to size, um, but that's a pretty easy way to to make a responsible decision in the spring. And remember, it's gonna be like late April, early May. You have a solid six weeks of like feeling pretty good about catching fish, you know. And lots of them are going to be walleyes. You don't need to stock the freezer in early April. Yeah. Right, yeah, right. Like early not- April walleyes are really good. <laughs> Dan. <laughs> you missed the point completely. Well, you're the one who missed the facts. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, he's right. It's a lot of time to, to keep and eat fish. So if you're up for the weekend, you got a fish fry for you. How many fish does it take to, to make a fish fry? Four? Or six? Generally, or it's like maybe two crappies per person. Yeah. Maybe. So, just be... Please be mindful of that. Be respectful. Will has such a soft spot for crappies. Everyone it's beats up... In, it's almost embarrassing. Everyone beats up on the things. Yeah. I agree. There's I no agree. love for them. Yeah. And they're great. Mm-hmm. Big old flatfish. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. bite, they bite good. They bite good. Right. Gosh. We're going to go catch some tonight. All right. Even if they don't even know. Break time? Break time? Hello, everybody. I have one question for you. What if, is that? If you were the average listener, what would you do this week? So. Being driven by one focus, which is absolute walleye domination. You know, it doesn't even take an average walleye listener to figure out what i think i would do what would you do so for me if i have not if i haven't seen my boat since november Mm -hmm. 
I'm going in that sucker, mm-hmm. and I'm organizing tackle boxes. Mm-hmm. I am changing out old tackle boxes, cracked tackle boxes. If there's any impurities, I'm throwing it away because rust from one jig, one hook, one anything is going to create rust for the rest mm-hmm. of them. Gone. Going to stop you right now. Don't throw it away. Give it to a child. Okay. Give it to a kid. That's a very good. That's a better suggestion than I had. Continue. I didn't. But I'm to, gonna I didn't them, mean to mess with you, but I'm gonna put them all in a pile. Okay. Okay. Yep. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna stop throwing mine away. I'm gonna give them to a kid. Yeah. Okay. But that's what I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go through the stuff that I can't use while I'm guiding. I'm gonna put them in a pile. I'm gonna reorganize the stuff that I can use, and I'm gonna have them. My boat is going to look immaculate for the first seven days of the season. <laughs> seven days? That's about that all it is a stretch. That's about all it takes. <laughs> and then my boat is torched. I think by opening, by the Tuesday after opener, your boat is probably... Well, that's probably true. It's league opener on the Tuesday after opener. Things right. get awful hairy. Right. But, you know, I'm going to have all my rods restrung in the rod locker, ready to go. Yeah. And then I'm going to... Like at that point, you know, if I, if I get all my tackle and stuff organized, I'll put the muffs on my boat. I'll check my batteries. Mm -hmm. I'll put everything, I mean, I'll put everything on charger again. Um, but this week is the week to do it for sure. Especially if the weather coincides, like make it nice for yourself, you know? Yeah. Like I, that, those days are as much fun as like a, a typical walleye day for me fishing, like the spring days where you got the boat in the driveway, the sun's out. Sunglasses and hat on. Yep. The, just think like maybe it. a little too warm. Let me think. Let me just tell you. Let me picture this. So we, you're launching your boat. You're on a, You're on Girl Lake. Okay. You got your hat on. You got your glasses on. First time you launch your boat for the season. You, you, get, you get it backed out. You know, it's on the dock, tied up. You put, put your truck in park. Walk back down there, put your key in the hole, put your key in there, and you're like, please start, please start. (laughs) Thanks. Oh man, it runs, it runs. You know, you're super excited that it just turned on. Mm -hmm. And they're like, ooh, is it pissing? So you like stand up on your motor Mm -hmm. and you look for, you look for shooting water. You're like, oh yeah, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, baby, we're in business. Mm -hmm. You idle out. You hide a lot of the shallows. You're like, okay, here we go. Let's see, uh, let's see what this thing's made of. You know, <laughs> let's see if she still got it. And you just floor it. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny. Nose is way up in the air, and you're like, oh yeah, baby, we still got it, and we still got it. <laughs> and then sometimes you just gotta, you know, do the jet ski thing where you just make a big long loop, so just so you see if she can handle the waves. Right. Too calm of a day. You need, oh you boy, need some did weather. she did she handle the waves all right? <laughs> oh yeah, baby, we still got her. And then you go mash on some copies. That's not this week though. But so I mean, like that's just something you think about. Okay. When you're making boat noises in your... in in the driveway. <laughs> I'm thinking about the differences between you and I. That it lined up right away at the beginning for sure. Like when I got to uh, to pool four. And my outboard started right away. Like, all right. And you give it a little pat on the back. You know, it's like an old friend. Like, good job, buddy. You making it through another winter? <laughs> and then, uh, but no, not not full blown right away. 
Yeah. You gotta let her warm up a You've little bit. You've let her warm up for like two minutes. <laughs> How much time do you think so she that's, needs? That's one difference. I, get, I gave it probably ten minutes. Do you have a... Do I gave have... it long enough to where the two guys I was fishing with were like looking back at me like, all right, are we, are we going to go, go fishing you, uh, or what? Do you have a name for your boat? No. Mine's the SS Miss Daisy. Okay. You I like that name? Yeah. Cool. I don't name... I don't name things because you got to get rid of them eventually. It's fine. You should have sheep sometime. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What would I do? What would I do this week? It. I uh, mean, hey, there are other. You options. can't just ask yourself questions. Okay. Dan, what do you think you're gonna do this week? This week? Yeah, this one. Like this coming week. The week, week from the seventh until the fourteenth. If I was like a like a listener. If I was a Dan. Oh, but I gotta do like normal Dan stuff. Weird. What I would do, I would do battery stuff. I'd make sure all my batteries were working really good. I would not want to doubt any of the electrical components in any part of my boat. Live wells, bait wells, graphs, all of it. I'd make sure that stuff is running good. We talked about this too. Like, that's one thing that you can control is your batteries right so why would you make that an issue like if it's as simple as like okay gotta replace two batteries Mm -hmm. why wouldn't you replace those two batteries i don't like to worry about them right and i i the pool four trip told me i had to worry about a couple and i'm just gonna i'm gonna solve the problem no more worries easy enough yep trolling motors make sure all your trolling motors stuff works the stuff that can bust a trip don't want to have a, a busted trip early in the year. Especially the early in the year is so much fun. Let's think about like just the, the idea of, okay, I'm going to go out fishing and I'm going to enjoy myself. Mm-hmm. If you are constantly worrying about electrical, mm-hmm. you are no longer enjoying yourself. Nope. So that's one controllable that you right. have in the palm of your yeah. hand. Well, in the bottom work? of your battery box. <laughs> That gonna, you can control. Am I going to worry or am I going to fish? Right. Yep. You'd much rather fish than worry. Yeah. So, get that figured do. out. It's going to be here so quick. Oh, man. I'm excited. It's, a, it's one month away. Fishing opener is one month away. Next week, we're going to talk about minnows. <gasps> we haven't talked about minnows in a long time. Oh, my good golly. The different types, how to hook them. How to keep them alive. Maybe the, maybe we'll do a little bit of a video podcast next week. With minnows? With, well, the idea of minnows. Okay. What? <laughs> yeah, we can always do a pot. Yeah, we can do that. We can get a sampler pack. You know what all y'all should do if you are going to do anything fishing related this week? Is listen to like episode six of season one. Or, or if you want a good one, one of the best ones last year, Jason Freed, Jig Raps. He, he, he got in on the, on the Jig Rap one. That was, I, I was so excited for the Jig Rap one, and he was here for it. It made it maybe one of the best. That's when we freaking busted the seams on that thing. God. We were hinting at Jig Raps for, for so a long. month. Yep. And then, yeah. And then there he came, Mr. Jig and Rap himself. Mm-hmm. He's got a tattoo of a dragon wrap. Do you know that? No. You're joking me. No, I am not. I don't know what you're doing with your when face it, right there. It, the next people to fish with him, they'll ask him, and he'll show them his jig wrap <laughs> tattoo. 
Uh, so, okay. should I tell him about the Halloween idea? Nope. Okay, we won't. Save it for October. Deal. Deal. It's going to be the best Halloween you've ever seen. Last thing. Um, speeding this thing up. We're going to go probably more to a week every week now, yeah. I think. We're feeling pretty good about it. There's going to be a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, try to share this stuff. Let other people know. We feel good when the numbers go up with people who listen, and we've had we've been grateful that we've had listener questions the last couple of weeks. For sure, it, 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 it really alleviates us for trying to like think of topics, you know. Right to guess like what what do people want to hear about? If you have a question and you let us know, we'll answer it, and then we know that somebody wants to hear about this. Very easy. Super um, easy. Yeah, that the last listener question was the last two listener questions were really great. So yeah, we want to continue on that. Uh, on that path where we have that those good solid topics where we can, you know, satisfy the needs of our consumers. Right. And we're still amateurs at this whole deal. So if you have any sort of critique, like sound quality, how often I say sorta. Um Um any of those things, we'd appreciate it. Well I feel we like thick skin. That's another good one too. I feel like do I, I say like, that a lot? Yeah, we both say it a lot. I feel like you say it more than I, I feel do. like I say it because you say it. I feel like this is while I talk with Will and Dan. Well, I feel like this is Will Newer. This is Dan Ryan. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs>